Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here. And today I have the privilege of hosting Emily Reiser. She is the Senior Manager of Innovation Community Engagement with the Texas Medical Center. She supports clinicians and administrators at the TMC member institutions, as well as uh, hundreds of startups and other corporate partners engaged with TMC Innovation. You guys have probably heard some of the healthcare entrepreneurs we've had out of the center. They're doing such incredible things. In her previous role at TMC, she was a strategist for two TMCX cohorts. She contributed to the redesign of the TMCX program for 2020 and started the TMC Alpha program for local innovators. Prior to joining TMC Innovation, she led Inventure, a nonprofit organization supporting entrepreneurship training and company formation in the life sciences. She has directly contributed to business development projects with dozens of local life science startups and supported the formation of four new companies. So her heart is totally in healthcare. Emily earned her bachelor's in biology from Emory University and her PhD in bioengineering from Rice University focused on drug delivery for cancer immunotherapy. So as you can imagine, today's going to be a really cool conversation. And Emily, uh, really, really grateful that you uh, carved out some time to be with us today. Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Saul. So excited to be with you today. Yeah. And so you have such a cool experience, right? You, you've been in the healthcare startups and you know, you've kind of gone pretty far in your formal education with bioengineering. And now you're in this area with this like incubating these cool, really forward thinking companies that are changing the game. Uh, so what is it that uh, inspires your work in healthcare? Well, I think a lot of us in healthcare are looking to have an impact on how patients are being cared for. And that certainly inspires my work as well. And I always knew that I wanted to be in the healthcare space, but didn't know how to do that while also making the most impact that I could. So when exploring biology, that took me into research, which, you know, if you can develop something that impacts, you know, thousands of people uh, then really feels like you've done something meaningful to impact patient care. But of course, you have to pick something good and you can spend your whole life uh, working on something that doesn't end up doing that. And so I've moved more close to the patient, closer to the bedside throughout my journey. Uh, And now I have the privilege to work with folks that are directly saving lives, impacting how health systems are run and making things easier for clinicians, hospital administrators, and then of course the patients to access the care that they need. So that's what I love about my job right now is being able to work with 
so many different kinds of people within the community, uh, you know, the health systems themselves, clinicians, entrepreneurs. Uh, so every day is different, but every single person is working toward making patient care better. Love that. You're so uh, mission oriented. And I love that about you. As you as you think about the work you guys are doing at TMC, it's Texas Medical Center's uh, Innovation Lab. And, and so I think it's a good opportunity for folks that don't know about it to educate them about it. But then after you tell us about it, let us know a little bit more about how you're adding value to the healthcare ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. So the Texas Medical Center is this really interesting nonprofit organization that was started 75 years ago through a, a gift from the MD Anderson Foundation. And we don't provide healthcare, so we're not a health system, but we provide infrastructure that sits under MD Anderson, Texas Children's, Houston Methodist, Memorial Hermann, and 21 other different clinical institutions, as well as, you know, other research institutions, universities, Rice, University of Houston, et cetera. And so our role is to be the connective tissue and drive collaboration between and among all of these different institutions. So right now that looks like data that we publish every day around COVID. Um, so you can go to our website, tmc.edu, and see how we're collaborating across all these institutions to share updates on hospitalizations and other things that are relevant uh, within our hospitals. We're doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try and make sure that everyone is collaborating and, and sharing best practices. And there's been a lot of really cool work coming out of that. But five years ago, we also started this great innovation initiative, which combines space, talent, physical resources that all come together to provide different access to entrepreneurs that can work with our health systems. And so it's uh, an incubator. We have a partnership with Johnson & Johnson J-Labs and ABB Robotics and other corporate partners to create density uh, around making startups possible and always relevant and tied back to the clinical application and clinical outcomes. And so we do that through a variety of ways, um, through direct partnerships and relationships that we help to manage primarily through our TMCX Accelerator, which is our flagship program. That's the way that we get most of the entrepreneurs and health system partners together. We also have a biodesign program, uh, which you've had a previous guest uh, talk through. Yep. Uh, we hire some folks to go be you know, students within the medical center and learn as much as they can from all the clinicians and start a business that's really clinically need focused and um, start a company from that, which has been really successful. We've started a lot of great need driven companies through that process. Um, so all that to say, there's a lot of different people and talent that make all of this possible. Um, but our team provides a way for the health systems to get access to diligence and to spend time with companies and to be curious about companies without having to say, yes, I'm ready for a pilot now. Um, they can work with us to say, oh, that's interesting. You know, when this happens or when that happens or when this business's model is sorted, then we'll be ready for a conversation again. And so it creates a little bit more of a conversation rather than a decision, yes or no, right away, um, which enables both the startups and the health systems to be curious about how that relationship can go forward together. Yeah, I think that's really, really fascinating how you fit into that ecosystem. And I would imagine that they also think of you guys as as a like a tool in the toolbox right if they're running into a problem say you know they're grand rounds they find that there's an issue maybe the idea of the TMC Innovation Center comes up as let's present this to them to see if there's any companies there. Does it work that way too? Yes, absolutely. We work in partnership with them to talk through 
what are your strategic priorities for the next year and how can we specifically scout and recruit and and build relationships with companies that can directly answer those needs. And so that's more of a long-term play. But then of course, we also do get those, you know, we really need this, um, you know, this just came up and we need to find this now. And we also, of course, help with that um, anytime that that comes up as well. Love it. Yeah. You know, and, and the benefits of being part of such a structure, if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur in the space is you get to, to actually have your technology, your ideas be in the hands of people right away. So that's half the battle. <laughs> and so I don't know, I don't know what kind of feedback you have there on, on that, Emily, but it's so hard to get ideas and, and businesses into healthcare. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about finding that right champion, that person that can both, you know, validate that clinical need that you've been spending your life trying to mm-hmm. build a solution for, as well as navigate through these health systems, all the complex decision makers. Uh, the institutions that we work with are large academic medical centers with really complex structures that it can take a lot of navigation of networks to find the right people. And so we, for the entrepreneurs, can you know break down some of those mysteries and help the entrepreneurs understand this is the right person for you at this time. And then later you're going to talk to this person. And if something gets stalled, we can back channel and say, hey, what's going on? Is this you know a problem with the you know pig? or is it just something else internally that's happening and and we can provide you know that relationship um, you know development process for both parties in that case uh, so yeah it's definitely a huge advantage for the startups to to have someone that's uh, kind of part of their team in some sense mm-hmm. that they're working on their behalf um, but ultimately at the end of the day we're here to support the health systems and so you know we we want to make sure that um, we're navigating those relationships uh, in the the way that the health systems are looking for as well. Love it. You mentioned just the many things that go on there. I mean, what would you say is the one thing that that makes you guys different and unique in, in what's available today? We are the only system that we know about that is providing access to multiple health systems, you know, as potential customers or, you know, pilot sites or, or research sites at one mm-hmm. time. And so we have some great collaborators at Cedar sinais Accelerator, which is another great program. We share a lot of alumni and that's in one system, which provides a lot of great advantages because, you know, you have, you know, that direct tie. But for us, since we're a little bit more removed, we can navigate multiple different systems, different champions, different pathways all at the same time. There are a few other accelerators that are customer driven uh, in that same way, you know, that they provide access to different customers, but none other that do multiple health systems in the way that we do. And so So if you're a startup looking to figure out not necessarily how to do your proof of concept, you've already had a pilot, but you're trying to figure out how to scale your solution across multiple enterprise health systems, then we're a great destination for that company because you can explore that with multiple clinical leaders and financial decision makers with several different health systems that have a lot of different structures. And so you can learn how to scale your company across such different customers with us. Yeah, that's uh, that's so unique and a great point to make, Emily. And, you know, I think about key performance 
performance indicators and how we measure success. How do you guys measure success? Great question. And one that we always are refining and trying to improve how we communicate. So right now, the way that we're measuring success is around a relationship formed between a startup and a member institution, so a health system Mm -hmm. or a corporate partner. And so we track how many startups will have a research agreement or a pilot started or a clinical study started, you know, or a full enterprise implementation. And so that's what we're really looking to achieve. Because once a startup and a health system have a relationship like that, then we can continue to support both parties to make that successful. We can provide an opportunity for the startups to have an office with us and to stay in our physical space and to get access to, you know, advisors that can help them continue to navigate those discussions. And, you know, we can really wrap around a lot more support. And that's also what the health systems are looking for. They don't want a startup to just get in, get out and get on with life and take those learnings and and not include that system in how they're building the business. So that's where we're seeing is how we can continue to help those relationships develop, especially since most accelerator models are three to four months. uh, Mm -hmm. That's just not enough time to really hit that metric (laughs) in healthcare. Exactly. Three Um, to four months. Jeez. Yes. Is (laughs) that what it is? So that's the model that we used to have. No, not anymore. Uh, we, We used to have a model like that, you know, building off of the great success of other accelerators that are typically that that stage, especially in tech. But of course, uh, it's it's not enough time to know if someone's going to be successful and to hit those metrics that we discussed. So we've extended the program to six months with an option to extend another six months. And, you know, we, we look at it uh, a lot more fluidly um, as, you know, you're entering a community to get continued resources and support from us. We're going to look to as quickly as possible get you on track to get that you know relationship but you know if you're going to do an enterprise-wide implementation that could take two years um, to really navigate with the with a health system best case scenario so we're measuring how well the startups are on track to meet those metrics and that's how we're able to measure how well we're doing uh, with our program love it that's uh that's great thank you for that and uh the longer term is is certainly something we have to we have to think about just when you think you have enough money, enough time, you're probably going to have to do that times two. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So we are certainly, you know, fortunate to have uh, centers like yours that, that put together entrepreneurs and, and health systems, multiple health systems in this case. How has what you do improved outcomes or made business better? I'd love to hear an example. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the companies that we've worked with in the last year is called Verdi. It is a virtual reality company. So of course, it's a popular favorite among techies. Uh, And so Alex Young, who founded that company, was a clinician over in the UK, and he wanted to scale how medical education happens. So right now that happens typically in a simulation center, and it's very expensive, and there's a lot of equipment and requires a lot of access. And so only a few people can be in there at a time. But he's been able to recreate these 3D surgical videos within any headset or actually any iPhone and to try to scale the access to medical education. And he's you know been going beyond that, of course. Now he has the opportunity to do corporate training for surgical devices, for example, with corporate partners, as well as just general corporate training. And so that company um, has been able to 
provide a lot of great value to the medical training groups, as well as some other cool patient experience things uh, that he's uh, working on as well with some of our partners. So that one is, is a cool one, I think, when we talk about access, not just patient access, but also access to, to training and education. That one is, is a pretty cool one. Uh, my other one that has a direct impact and is a favorite is called Tibisol. And so okay. they have a box that keeps organs breathing more naturally. Um, oh. So if you think about current organ donation, typically they're just put on ice in a, in a box and they're sent yeah. to where they're supposed to go. That surgeon doesn't know if that organ is going to be ready to transplant or not. And so uh, there's not enough information and, and that if it's a lung, for example, it's not breathing, it's, it's just sitting there. And so Tudosol yeah. has created these really great, um, fabulous boxes that include negative pressure to help lungs breathe. And it includes data about how that lung is doing. And, and so the surgeon on the other side can know if it's going to be ready for transplant. And wow. so Tudosol has actually taken 12 lungs that would have been otherwise discounted for transplant because they weren't suitable, put them in this breathing box and have transplanted 12 lungs that would have otherwise not been transplanted. So um, that one's definitely a really cool opportunity to show that, you know, lives are being impacted directly through the new technology that uh, is being developed by some amazing clinicians, engineers throughout, you know, the community. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I mean, if somebody's going to give their lung up, make it work. You know, it's like it's got it's got to work. And, and it's so neat that they were able to find a way to do this. Awesome examples. I know two of many, um, but, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for folks to go and and learn more about you and the and the organization, Emily. Uh, before we get there, though, let's talk about setbacks. Can you share one of the biggest ones you've experienced and, and a key learning that came out of it? Yeah, I think that we redesigned our entire accelerator because it wasn't really working for the type of business that we were driving. And so when we think about, you know, how we do our own business, we always have to continue to reevaluate our value proposition, just like we're coaching all of our startups to do. And so it, it felt like in the old model, we were just kind of repeating it because it was kind of successful. You know, we had success stories, but we didn't really have a lot of framework around how that was happening or how we were driving that exactly. Um, and so the whole process of reformatting the accelerator was definitely addressing the fact that we kind of got into, you know, the routine and we we made things happen, but we needed to really refocus on our business, um, just like we coach all of our startups to do. So I think another example of a setback is more on the one-on-one -on -one relationship side. And so, you know, we're always trying to provide a way for the startups and the, the health systems to come together around a relationship. But sometimes, you know, we don't provide the right advice early enough on how to, you know, make that happen. So for example, there was a startup that went in asking for a pilot relationship uh, with one of our systems that was paid, but it was in an area that they had never done before. And it was really better opportunity for co-development. But because they went in with the paid pilot first, then the health system was not as interested in continuing the conversation around the co-development. So it was a miss for us that we are always needing to really refocus our efforts and make sure that we're we're not, you know, 
making any future opportunities to miss in that same way, because that was a relationship that really could have been developed if we had um, kept kept our guard up on on how that relationship was progressing at the time. Um, so that's that's where we really see the misses is is when you know the startup comes in too hot and yeah. and we don't have enough time to to help them understand why a different approach might end up with more success at the end. So that's what we're always trying to do better with for both parties to find that success. Yeah, and you guys are the ultimate coach, really, in between both, right? Absolutely. So with the health systems, we are trying to help them understand what that previous traction actually means, how that business is likely to be viable based on the funding that they have and the funding that they're likely to get. You know, so we are trying to to support the health systems to understand that this startup is going to be successful and this startup is going to be committed and this is why we know that. And then with the startup, of course, it's really around, you know, okay, this approach might have worked with your, you know, small and medium-sized customer, but it's really not going to work with this larger system. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in between systems, it's really different. So MD Anderson is a state-run institution and they have a lot of different requirements on them as a result of that um, compared to Houston Methodist, compared to Texas Children's. They're all have very different uh, motivations or yeah. or frameworks that they're working in just because of the stakeholders that are involved. Um, and so most of the time, the efforts that we're using to coach the startups are on just putting yourself in your customer's shoes and really understanding that. Um, and, and we're providing some insights as to help them do that more quickly than otherwise they would uh, be able to do on their own. Oh, and it could be months, a year. Before they actually learn that on their own, you know, and it's just frustrating. You're waiting for an answer and you don't hear back and you follow up and you don't hear back. And then you figure out that you just lost six months. <laughs> so Absolutely. We're trying to get to a quick answer. If it's no, that's fine. Everyone can totally. handle that, right? So yes. we're, we're definitely trying to get to those no's sooner. And so, and to help demystify, you know, why did this halt? You know, is, is this a no? And it's like, no, it's just a not right now. There's something else going on behind the scenes, like hold tight, mm-hmm. follow up in another month or so. So yeah, it's definitely hopefully really valuable for them to, to have that partner with, with us. And that's where we see, you know, accelerator is kind of an overblown word right now. And and nobody really knows what it means, actually, to be an accelerator at this point. But I think for us, what we're accelerating is that time to a relationship, a meaningful engagement with the health system. And and we do that through those insights around what those customers are looking for. Love it. Uh, Well well said. And, And folks, if you don't know, so up to this date, TMC, Texas Medical Center Innovation Center, and they've, uh, accelerated 172. Oh no, there's 172 accelerator companies. They've raised four over $4.7 billion to date, four successful company exits, 305 life science startups launched, and seven biodesign companies with 33 million raised. That's a pretty darn good track record <laughs> to date. <laughs> so far, so good. We're always trying to improve and, and continue to support our alumni and, and help them get you know exactly what they need to continue to be successful. So as the community grows, it also grows our mentor pool. We have some great alumni that are always looking to to help provide their insights to the up and comers. And, and we, we've seen some really great communities built out of, you know, the individual cohorts, lots of them still talk with each other, trade notes and, and make things happen together. So that's definitely one of the coolest parts about what I do is watching the communities 
grow and, and thinking about how to keep people connected and how that leads directly to them getting a new customer or a new investor or some new insight that really changes the way that they approach their business. What are you most excited about today? I'm most excited about the power of collaboration to unlock new things. I think with our team being really working side by side with the health systems, both on the innovation front as well as through some of the COVID-19 work that we've been doing, we can see that by working together, you know, we can lift all ships, so to speak. And so it's been, you know, historically, Houston is a place where the health systems are really competing with each other. And of course, that's still true. But throughout COVID-19, we've been able to see collaboration among them in such a unique way. And I realize that's a little bit innovation adjacent, but, you know, we can see that they are really looking to collaborate to find ways to solve problems, which are are also what our innovators are looking to do every day. And so I think I'm most excited about the way that health systems are, are open to collaboration and innovation and change um, that are going to make an impact on, on their patients. So we've seen a great openness for engagement uh, across a lot of the different partnerships, the startups that are making things happen for our hospitals and providing them supplies and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the different ways that a crisis can really illuminate uh, a relationship and, and help to make something happen that wouldn't have been possible before. So I think that the spirit of collaboration is really strong right now. And and that's been really exciting for me in the last few months, especially. Yeah, let's let's leverage it to to keep creating things that'll that'll help help improve outcomes and and the way that things are done, right? Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been so interesting, Emily. The work you guys do there at TMC is is unique and uh, truly, truly a value add to the healthcare economy that we're in. It's tmc.edu. If you guys have any any, uh, further curiosities, before we depart, Emily, I'd love to just get a closing thought from you for us and and the best place that the listeners could get in touch with you and uh, the TMC team. Awesome. Yeah, thanks all for that. We we think a lot about access and through our lens, because we're not a system ourselves, we can try and take a bigger risk and predict the future a little bit and and see what's coming. And so I think we're taking a really close look at how patients are accessing care and finding that out. And that is um, one of the areas that I think all of the innovators are going to be touching in some way uh, in in the very near future. Um, So, you know, I think all the startups that we work with, it's all about just putting yourself in the customer's shoes and figuring out what the health systems need. And, and that's what we're here to help with. But um, that's my biggest you know, closing thought for all the innovators that are working with you know, clinicians and health systems working on. Um, it's, of course, a, a simple piece of advice, but definitely one that we spend a lot of time digging in with, um, with our team. So if you want to talk to us more and learn more how you can do that with your potential customers, Customers. Happy to have anyone reach out. My email is E-R-E-I-S-E-R at tmc.edu. You can see the rest of our team at tmc.edu uh, backslash innovation. So it, thank you so much, Saul. No, this was this was fun. Thank you for uh, 
for spending a little bit of time with us to educate us on the awesome work you guys are doing at TMC, Emily. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Saul. Thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, I look forward to all the fun things to come soon. Hey everyone, Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.